This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. Let's take tech in the right direction to drive social change and close the employment, pay, and culture gap for women in technology. This podcast is focused on helping turn ideas into action to create opportunities for women to advance in the dynamic technology industry. I hope this podcast will inspire and motivate you to encourage more women and girls to seek or grow a career as a woman in technology. Stories about the journey of amazing women in this tech field starts right now. Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction. This week, I will be speaking with Medina Ali. Medina is the president and co-founder of Safe PC Cloud. The company primarily focuses on data backup and recovery for mid-size enterprise and government IT environments with an emphasis on cybersecurity. Ms. Ali formerly served as the Women in Technology Chair and board member for the International Association of Microsoft Channel Partners, Atlanta Chapter, and currently serves as the Atlanta lead for the WIT Network. Ms. Ali received her Master's of Applied Economics degree from Cornell University. She is currently completing her Microsoft Certified Trainer designation as part of the Microsoft Learning Partner Program, which is comprised of the premier technical and instructional experts in the Microsoft technologies. Welcome to the show, Medina. I'm so excited to have you here. Yes, I am very excited to be on your show, definitely, um, because uh, it's creating opportunities for women in technology. So this is something I'm definitely passionate about. So thank you again. Sure. So, Medina, you're a successful entrepreneur. Can you share with us how you got started and then what that journey looked like and how you got to where you are today? Oh, well, um, well, first of all, I think people should know that I'm, I guess, what you're considered to be a third generation entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Um, My my grandfather uh, was a trial attorney and had a successful law practice. Uh, Both my parents were in real estate and construction. Um, So even though I began my career in corporate, I never really felt like I was going to fit in because um, I think as an entrepreneur, you have to be bold and you have to uh, make a lot of sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, at times you just can't have the things that, you know, mm-hmm. some of your other girlfriends have because you're, con- you know, for me, I'm, I feel like I'm constantly um, reinvesting in the business. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Safe PC, Safe PC Cloud um, is my second go around at business. Uh, the first company I had, we were focused more on. Uh, providing um, call center support, 24 by 7 call center and staffing call centers. And in that industry, I realized that the margins were very, very thin. And I said, you know, I think I'm going to need to get out and uh, 
get you know get out of this particular business and and refocus because we started a service desk contract. Mm -hmm. We started supporting a client uh, that where we were getting all types of uh, calls, and um, some of the calls we were getting uh, were Microsoft related calls. And that's when I started really thinking about, oh, you know, maybe we need to, as they say, pivot, uh, which is a which is a which is a, a common word people are using right now in the midst of COVID. It's about, you know, how do you pivot? How do you change? And and my advice to any entrepreneur is that, um, you know, it takes time. Um, it doesn't happen overnight, but um, I think I've remained flexible, but uh, once I understood how margins worked in the business, mm -hmm. you know, in the beginning, I was so excited about getting the contract and showing them what we can do. But then I said, you know, let me take a step back and really look at the profitability of the contract. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we get so excited to get the business but my advice to anyone is always think about the bottom line. How how can you um, be profitable and um, you know hire slow, take your time uh, in the hiring process. Uh, continue to train and invest in people. Train and invest in yourself. Uh, continuously evolve. You know, technology is always changing mm -hmm. in this industry, so you have to you have to evolve. Um, you know, I remember years ago when I was starting data backup and recovery, and one of our first partners, Carbonite, which is still a, a, a strong partner of ours, and uh, I remember when some MSPs were talking about old oh, Carbonite. Is so focused on the consumer, but over the years, Carbonite evolved. They acquired other companies. Mm -hmm. Now they're called Open Text, and um, they brought they bought enterprise companies. They bought companies that had niches in uh, SMBs and mid market, and they really have developed their products and their solutions, and they've developed their staff over the years. And so um, I said, well, I'm going to enter, you know, into this partnership because I, at the time, I liked the education and the training that they were providing. But I never said, okay, well, they're not going to be a, a major player, so I'm not going to take them seriously. Mm -hmm. And so by just partnering with certain technology companies, has helped us grow, but I always look at their long-term strategy, how they how how they feel about training, um, how they feel about investing in other people, and um, and, and you know, meaning their employees, mm -hmm. and as well as their partners, because as you know, Microsoft does a lot of training of their partners. Um, Microsoft's um, distribution partners, who we work closely with, uh, Cinex, 
um, this past Monday. Well, every Monday, they really have a a very deep dive of Microsoft 365 and really going into, you know, Azure security, Azure data backup. So, you know, my advice to anyone going into technology, understand your business model, make sure it's profitable, but also make sure you align very strongly uh, with certain technology players uh, in the industry because those partnerships can help you grow. That is such great advice. Great, great advice. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes entrepreneurship looks pretty shiny on the outside, Mm -hmm. um, but people don't realize that it takes time. You have to make sacrifices, like you said. You have to reinvest Mm -hmm. in the business so you come later, you don't come first. Exactly, Uh, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. And I think your your comment about margins is so critical for anybody going to be an entrepreneur or going into business because you can have lots and lots of sales. And if you don't have margins and you don't have cash flow, you mm-hmm. don't have a business. And, you know, new entrepreneurs are, you know, have to learn that sometimes the hard way. So you've built a very successful business based on really a great foundation. Mm -hmm. So your expertise lies in data backup and recovery, uh, which is so important to businesses today. Um, Can you share with our listeners more about what your company does to help organizations? Well, um, we kind of got into the data backup and recovery about, um, gosh, it's been five years now. And it was because of those ransomware attacks mm-hmm. when our clients were uh, facing the threat and we had to really overnight figure out how to recover this data. Mm-hmm. And that really piqued my interest. And you'll be amazed how still so many uh, small businesses, even medium-sized businesses. And even when you go to some of these larger enterprises, every device is not being backed up. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll be amazed, you know. Now that we face with COVID, now that we face with the with this remote workforce, there's a newfound interest in, in data backup and recovery. And um and so that that's that continues to grow as a business because um as we continue to work on our clients devices or networks we always emphasize you know how is your data being backed up Mm -hmm. Uh, we talk about the importance of data backup and also the fact that there's been such an increase in the cyber attacks because so many people are working from home. So many people want to know what is really going on with this pandemic. And if you hit the wrong site, it can really take over your your whole device. It can really expose your network. And so the first step is always to make sure you have your, your files backed up and that you have your files secured and you have um, some of the best uh, antivirus protection. Uh, I'm not talking about the free protection. I'm talking about making an investment in 
and paying for those services. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been a good business to be in. We continue uh, to grow in that business. Uh, one of the areas that's growing right now is the email phishing, mm -hmm. uh, training people not to open the email when it looks suspicious because it does create uh, such a vulnerability. And uh, we're, we're, we're in the process of, pr of producing a white paper on that. And then uh, we joined the Cybersecurity Tech Accord uh, late last year where um, we have had to assess the vulnerabilities of our systems and our practices and our networks. And, and we publish that now. You know, mm -hmm. and we want to make sure that our clients report that because if there's something that's going on, we want to know. And um, and so th that is becoming, I think, our, our greatest threat because right now so many people on, on the Internet, uh, so many people are utilizing Zoom. I'm sure you've heard of all these Zoom parties and mm -hmm. Now Zoom has Zoom has bought a data encryption company to help improve their security, mm. uh, which is a smart move because I don't think Zoom I don't it, it wasn't designed to you know handle what Zoom is handling, but the good thing is at least the leadership is being forthcoming and saying hey we're gonna have to really invest in our data security, our data encryption, our data recovery. So we're not, you know, so we don't continue to continuously uh, be hacked as well. So, um, so that that's really uh, our focus is, is making sure that our clients are protected and that um, their data is backed up. And then in, in any event, uh, we're able to uh, recover that solution as as well. That's great. Um, such a such a great service that you offer for your customers because you don't want to find out. You don't have a backup when you need it. It's, mm -hmm. it's so important to have it before then. And years and years ago, I've been in this business for a long time. And years and years ago, I would ask every one of my customers that I trained, "Do you have a backup?" And they would look at me like I was crazy. And like, what are you talking today, about? <laughs> right, right. And even today, you know, all those pictures that are in the cloud, are you backing them up? Because when you lose them, you're not going to be happy, you know? I know. I so, know. Um, and, you know, when we go into backup and recovery, that's critical. But the cybersecurity is a whole new world now. There's this whole place called the dark web. And, you know, when we when we think about and read about the biggest breaches that happen, they're from end user mistakes, right? They're just yeah. little things. It's credentials. It's sharing your credentials, or like mm -hmm. you said, clicking on phishing emails. So um, exactly. having you, you know, be able to talk to your clients and get them to be more savvy on what to do and what not to do is so critical. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that, um, you know, as you say, the dark web, I think that is the new, you know, form of, of burglary. You know, mm -hmm. it, it was, mm -hmm. it was going into a bank. Now it's how can we lock down a client system and demand money? 
mm-hmm. you know, and that that's become the emergence of, of ransomware, the emergence of, uh, you know, now we have the cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. uh, which you can't necessarily track. So, you know, now they, they're forcing companies to pay via Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the downtime, you know, and right. trying to recover that data. I mean, it, it cost the city of Atlanta just a year ago over $12 million. Wow. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big thing. One of the, one of the projects that we're working on is we're for a startup, we're developing a tool where we're able to uh, really analyze the company. If this is targeted more to enterprise companies to really, to, to really see how well compliant they are mm-hmm. when it comes to data privacy uh, data backup, data recovery, and um, the reason why um, we decided to take on this this project is is again this is me stepping out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. and really challenging and developing something on the Azure marketplace where uh, it can solve real problems around cybersecurity. So the co- so the companies will you know fill out this assessment and then we map it to the uh, the NIST the National mm-hmm. Institutes of Science and Technology framework to mm-hmm. see if it's follow if it's following those policies in terms of 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 IT security framework and and data backup policies and then. We're, we're tying in GDPR, which is the standard in Europe, and then also now the California Data Privacy Act. So it's a real exciting project because I think a lot of organizations are going to be surprised how that they're not as secure as they want to be. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and traditionally, we've talked about business continuity, disaster recovery, but because of COVID, now the enterprise resiliency plan is so critical. So basically, as an enterprise, how quickly am I able to get back up in, in the face of a crisis? So if that crisis is a, is a pandemic, if it's a terrorist attack, if it's, if it's um, you know, something that, you know, an employee era, mm-hmm. the question is how soon am I able to recover all of our IT assets and just our assets in general and be able to begin to operate as a business. And I think as a result of what has happened, um, I think a lot of companies realized that they just were not as prepared. And, uh, you know, one of the things you, you know, you, you were telling me about training, um, you'd be surprised how many organizations who are training organizations, organizations that prepare, uh, these students for internships, apprenticeships, we're not prepared to to train virtually. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're not ready for Microsoft Teams. Um, mm-hmm. Found it a little bit complicated. Said, well, we went to Zoom because it was easier. Mm-hmm. We know it's not secure. We know it's issues. It's not the best. But we really did not have a strategy for online virtual training. Mm-hmm. And then the other one I'm the other challenge I'm seeing is 
well, we don't even have the courses online or we don't even know how to begin to get our content online. And and not really, you know, we're not really prepared, particularly mm -hmm. that we, and, I, and I'm talking about the training companies that are non-IT, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you know, that are in, you know, construction or environmental policy and regulation. Uh, I'm even hearing from some of the CPA accounting organizations where they're just not as prepared, particularly professional organizations that have to get CEU continuing education credits. Mm -hmm. So, you know, which I, which I feel in 2020 uh, is, is still very interesting that, that they just, they're just not prepared. And it's not just the IT, um, the non-IT training companies. We're seeing it with IT training companies. You know, we were lucky mm -hmm. enough that we were a virtual training company for probably six years now. So we were ahead of the curve doing that. Mm -hmm. And our customers loved it because they could take it from wherever they were, their home, their office. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they, they didn't have to travel and companies loved it because it saved them on budget. But mm -hmm. now it's become like a whole new thing because now we have to do it. So very true. Yeah. It's so interesting to hear the pain points that you're hearing from from your customers. Now the cloud makes that a little bit simpler, right? Because there is backup mm, yeah. in the cloud and it's more secure. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, you know, of course we have been utilizing the Teams platform because mm -hmm. we know it's backed up. We know uh, that it's secured. Um, we've been using the SharePoint platform um, because of course it's in the cloud, we can share our documents, we can share uh, our lesson plans, our courses, uh, give our students a user account mm -hmm. uh, with their username, password, very secure. They can go online, um, you know, do all their courses online, but we're really pushing Microsoft Teams to deliver that virtual training. Mm -hmm. And the reason is because uh, we like the channel feature where, you know, each of the students can have their own channel. We can put the, we can put the documents out there on the chat form and everybody will have access. We like the integration mm -hmm. with the OneDrive and the SharePoint and, and all of that. It's it, the fact that, um, you know, the whole Office 360, or as they call Microsoft 365 platform is in the cloud. It just makes the overall process a lot more user-friendly. And uh, again, I, I'm amazed at uh, how ahead of the curve we were too, because mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. my mind, in my reality, I'm thinking, you know, I'm still getting questions. Medina, what is the cloud? I want to, I want to see the cloud <laughs> and, you know, I start laughing cause I'm like, well, when you put your pictures on your iPhone, mm -hmm. where do you think iPhone, they are? <laughs> where they are. They're, they're an iCloud mm -hmm. and you're okay with that and you're secure with that. But we're just talking about putting your documents, you know, backing it up in Azure, backing mm -hmm. it up in Carbonite. What is so hard about that? What is so difficult, what is so unique, what is so intriguing, mm -hmm. you know, about that type of thing. 
they just never have thought about it, you know? Yes, yes, exactly. They never, they never thought about it. Um, you know, a lot of people are still want to download everything on their desktop. And I'm saying, no, let's mm -hmm. leverage the cloud because it gives you more memory. It frees up your CPU. Your system runs a lot more efficiently. You don't need to have all this stuff. You can access it from wherever you are. Wherever you are. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Why don't you just archive the documents? So just, just those simple things. Uh, and, and I think that's why I'm enjoying the education and training piece mm -hmm. because you just be amazed. There's just so much for people to still learn. You know, right. it's just, right. it's just, it just amazes me because I'm like, well, well, it, this is simple. But then to some people, like you said, they've just never thought of it in that way before. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. I think you're, I think you're right on. Yeah, definitely. So. In addition to your business, which is you're very active in, in your business and are doing some amazing things, you're also very active and passionate about bringing more women into technology. Can you share some of the organizations that you work with and are uh, engaged with? Yeah, um, for Atlanta, I am the lead for the WIT Network. Mm-hmm which is um, the women that represent the Microsoft channel mm -hmm. globally and nationally. And uh, we, we came away from the IMACP, the International Association of Microsoft Channel Partners, which nationally I serve on the Diversity and Inclusion Committee nice. for IMACP and, and still a member there of the Atlanta chapter. Um, so so those so so those two areas uh you know definitely getting more women in technology but also retaining the women mm -hmm. in technology mm -hmm. that's been my biggest concern is the retention issue and um you know i mentor a lot of young women who don't feel confident in technology they don't feel like um they're good enough even though they're just as smart and just as bright and I mean, Jennifer, these, a lot of these women have master's in engineering mm -hmm. degrees and they're getting their certifications right now. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and then also through my partnership with Little Ronka Group, another woman on business, uh, I'm helping her launch the Women Tech Training Initiative, very nice. which we were very excited to have you as an ambassador. Mm -hmm. um, I mentioned you, of course, at the... Uh, the, the webinar, you know, some women can't imagine that there's been an, an entrepreneur out there for 30 years, a woman entrepreneur <laughs> running a successful training company. And then I tell them about you and they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, but, <laughs> but there, but, but, you know, but you know, people don't see it and they don't hear mm -hmm. about it. And they, and they think that, you know, it, and, 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 and truly this is a still a very male, dominated industry but but i think one of the things that uh kathy kathy light of uh, little wonka group we were saying if we do not start doing something then we don't we don't we, we, in other words we're not we have to become a part of the solution that's right because if if, if we don't become a part of, of the solution and change the narrative then we're going to keep getting the same results. And the numbers and, are declining. They're going and, down instead and, of going up. 
the numbers are declining. One of the things we're about to launch for the WIT Network Atlanta is the virtual mentoring circle. I wanted to do something for the young girls, the girls that are graduating from college in computer science. The, the local WIT chapter leads for the colleges here, Georgia State, uh, UGA, Kennesaw State, just some of the universities here in Georgia where on May 29th, we are going to get them assigned mentors mm. for their careers in IT. Nice. And then we're going to launch a series with Microsoft Southeast with the HR and recruiting teams on updating your LinkedIn profile, how to how to interview with Microsoft, what is Microsoft looking from a recruitment and retention perspective, what are some of the hot IT jobs. So those are some of the things that I say, gosh, we got to do something because right now uh, we're, we're hoping that everyone, I think, I definitely feel school will be back in the fall. Mm -hmm. I just feel school will be back in a virtual manner. I definitely don't, I definitely don't think we're ever getting away from the remote workforce or working from home or, or doing things on a virtual level. Mm -hmm. uh, but but how can we partner them with other mentors and help them on that career journey? To guide so, them, right? To guide That's, to guide yeah. to guide them, yes, to guide them. To to just and then also another thing too, like tomorrow uh, the, the young lady that I'm mentoring, you know, she told me the other day, Medina, sometimes I just want a sounding board mm -hmm. based upon my ideas and what I'm going through. And we're doing this in conjunction with Sarah Haggard of Tribute, mm -hmm. who developed the mentoring app. So my philosophy is to support other women-owned businesses, mm -hmm. support women who are in corporate, how do we keep developing and nurturing them from a career perspective? And then how can we focus on the young women or, you know, one of the programs we have through Women Tech Training, Young Women on the Rise? How, how do we continue to nurture the young women, help the women that are in those corporate or career or academic environments in technology? And then, of course, to partner, collaborate, and support other women entrepreneurs because it's very it's very important when you're developing an application that Sarah is developing that you get feedback uh -huh. and you make sure her application is very, very successful. That's so, great. So so those are just my um those are my philosophies. So those are my passions because it's important that we all make a difference. Thank you for all the great work you're doing. And we're definitely going to see those numbers change with all of the passion, energy that you and many, many other women, including myself, are putting into uh, this area so that we can really grow more women in technology. And you have to start with girls, right? Because that's when you can influence them the most. Exactly, exactly. exactly. And also instill confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm seeing, I'm seeing an issue of just not having the confidence. And so that, that's something that, that I want to address is making sure they feel secure in, in, in who they are. Because, uh, one of our current developers, 
she was on a project recently and the guy questioned everything she did. And I asked her recently, I said, well, what's wrong? And she says, I just really doubt my ability because he kept questioning everything that I did. Mm. So, you know, that, that, and that's a way they, that's a way women get discouraged in the, in right. the field right. is that, is that when, when people start questioning their work, and they're working longer hours and they're doing as much overtime and not getting paid and and they're trying to prove their worth. Uh, and, and she successfully developed the product and they're getting it implemented. But she's she's definitely she told me the other day, I'm, I'm feeling a bit insecure because oh. he just kept questioning everything that I did. And I know in my heart, I, I knew I know more than him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, our job is definitely to lift each other up, provide that confidence so that we can go out there and say, yes, we can do it and we can do it just as good as anybody else in the industry. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And I commend you recently for doing that Azure certification for the WIT Network. You. That Thank is phenomenal. That is phenomenal. Because, it's really uh, an exciting program. And yes. uh, I hope that's, you know, the start of many, many more women getting certified in technology. Now, you're a woman in tech and have been for a while. Can you share some challenges that you faced and some of the ways that you've overcome them? Um. Oh, gosh, so many. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you know, I've had I've had situations where because I was a woman and clients had never dealt with a woman supporting their technology, they decided that they didn't want, they didn't want me or they, they, they didn't want our service. Hmm. Even if a guy was doing that particular service because a lot of our technicians are men, the majority hmm. are men. Um, and, um, so you face that, you know, all the time that, you know, some, some people just can't get over the fact, oh my gosh, you know, this is the company that's doing our data backup. This is the company that's doing our, our IT services. And uh, did you know, and I remember one of my technicians telling me, he said, you know, I was over there in the server and we got everything back up and we're backing up the data. But I I went past the conference room and they just talked about for about 30, 45 minutes that they they didn't even know we were a woman-owned company. Hmm. They couldn't believe it. They were like, did you know Safety? I never knew. I thought she was just one of the staff, but mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. she's the owner. And, you know, and 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 so the technician, you know, referred me affectionately as boss lady. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he, he just couldn't believe that they would spend 30 to 40 minutes, you know, talking in the conference room about, you know, and he said, gosh, you know, we're in, this is what, 2018? And so sad. Yeah. We're still there. And, and, and he just, and, you know, he goes, and, you know, he says, Medina just wasn't a bunch of men. It was some women that made the comment too. And then I said, well, look, look at the organization. And when he looked at the organization, he said all the women were in support roles. All the men were in leadership and executive roles. And he said, the women were doing the bulk of the work. And I said, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a lot of, 
that's that's a that's you know that that's kind of where we are. So, um, you know, I I have to overcome I have to overcome those challenges. Sure. Uh, I'm sure at times people were like, oh, you know, can we trust this African American woman? I'm sure um, that that has happened. Um, um, I don't really listen a lot to anything negative, so mm-hmm. it's hard for me to really you know say oh this happened because of that because I, I don't really know because I'm I'm just I always want to stay on the positive side mm-hmm. of things and always mm-hmm. look at the best of everyone so um but I know that as a as a woman and and what we have developed and and what we have come across I, I definitely feel like I'm I'm gonna have to work just a little bit harder mm-hmm. uh, right now we're working on our Microsoft silver partner status and Mm -hmm. found out some of our colleagues have been given some leads you Mm -hmm. know and I I didn't I haven't been given any leads I've had to every client we've signed up we've had to work for that client relationship and I've had I'm transferring current office 365 clients over to our CSP platform because they want better support Mm -hmm. And, yeah, we um, have to prove ourselves always. It's just yeah, we have to we have to always prove ourselves. And so when I put in my projections with the the cloud enablement desk, they're happy, they're excited, and I'm mapping out probably within a year, maybe you know less than two, will will we'll reach Microsoft Microsoft Gold Partner status. So, but I, but I'm telling you, I, I know that some of the, these other uh, colleagues of mine have definitely had a lot easier road in just getting the lead, you know, getting mm-hmm. the, the opportunity, you know, to say, oh, okay. And, um, you know, I know I have to work a bit harder and I'm okay with that because mm-hmm. Jennifer, I feel I'm opening up the door for the next woman. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's not going to be, I feel like over the next five to 10 years, it's going to be a little bit easier for women. I mean, even if it takes 20 years, I just feel like I'm paving the way. And, um, you know, we're making so much impact right now, I think, with the WIT network that I just feel really good about everything that that we're doing, that I just, I just stay motivated. You know, I'm just excited. Um, and uh, I'll send you a link. One of my uh, consultants was featured uh, recently in, on, in a cybersecurity article mm-hmm. about how she's changing the gender norm. Nice. Yeah. Very and nice. so, you know, it, it, you know, when I see that article and I'm just, I just get excited. Like, gosh, mm-hmm. you know, no one, they never thought of us being in cybersecurity, but we are in cybersecurity now. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think your strength, um, your confidence, you know, has really taken you to new heights. I love your positivity because that's how we are going to grow. That's how we're going to get to our goals, mm. not by negative thinking. Right. Mm-mm. So yeah, you overcome yeah. you overcome a lot of challenges in yeah. in a lot of ways. But you've, you know, exemplified confidence um, and you know, strength in what you're doing. And you're such a great example to other women. So we know that we will make a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, So in closing, what advice do you have for our 
listeners or women that might be looking to go into technology. What are your thoughts? Well, I definitely want them to know that in technology, all of this is not very technical. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times they feel they have to be the engineer. Uh, they have to be the specialist on AI, machine learning, or architect design. There's a lot of opportunity for non-technical roles. There's a lot of opportunity in business development, account executive management, project management. Uh, One of my colleagues, she's one of the IBM Global Transformation Program Manager. And she just says, I'm so non-technical now. <laughs> you know, even though she ended up, even though she got a math, you know, science degree, uh, Spelman, uh, Georgia Tech dual degree, mm-hmm. uh, and then ended up getting her master's at Clark in mathematical science of all wow. things. She's saying, hey, I'm so far away from that. And mm-hmm. we were talking about that the other day because I'm the one who majored in business and economics, and I know more technical stuff than her (laughs) because she's, she's, you know, she hired our company to help her with all of her devices and her her systems and all that. And she says, gosh, you know, you know more than me now. And, (laughs) and, 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 you know, our advice, and and our advice is that this, this area is growing so fast and so rapid. I mean, there's even, we even hire people who just do customer care and can talk to people because some of our technicians are so technical, they don't have the best communication skills. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So even if you have a good customer service and you like people, you would do good in technology because you still need the people to explain what the technology is about. Right. And what is going on. So I'm encouraging everyone to, find some type of role and niche because this is this is the area of growth um we have um you know we're not facing this this recession slash economic crisis because Mm -hmm. we're we're well positioned to handle the remote workforce Mm -hmm. uh you know we um you know but but again we need all kinds of people so do not let the the emerging technologies like the blockchain, like robotics, like all that too, really discourage you. That 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 would be my advice. It's That's just great to, advice. Great mm-hmm. great advice. You don't have to be technical to be in the technology field. There are so many other roles, and you can learn the technology from a high level and still create an amazing career in technology. So I think that is great advice. Thank you so much, Medina. It was such a pleasure to have you on my Thank show. And I loved Thank every minute of our conversation. Thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate you for having me. This was wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. And please take a minute to subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. See you next week. As your organization continues to embrace and adopt new technologies, does your team have the skills required to make the most of your investments? 
Directions Training offers IT professional and end-user training for the most popular solutions today, including Microsoft 365, Azure, AWS, Cisco, Citrix, VMware, and much more. Our flexible delivery methods and full customized offerings make sure that you get the training you need just the way you need it, in person, virtual, on demand, or through a blended approach. Success is a journey. Ask for directions. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com for more information today. Thanks for listening to Technology in the Right Direction, your source for the latest technology trends shaping the world. To download this week's show or listen to past shows, visit directionstraining.com forward slash podcast. Past shows are also available at ewnpodcastnetwork.com, as well as through iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. To find out how to be a guest on the show, visit directionstraining.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, we hope that technology takes your business in the right direction. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast.